This is Banging on the Drum. Welcome to episode 32 of Banging on the Drum. Uh, this episode, we're going to be U.S. Open experts, and we're going to bring our guest on right away. Now, welcome to the show, three-time reoccurring guest, super taster, golf watcher, who the people have been asking for ever since the last time he's been on, Mark. How you doing, Mark? And are you ready to talk a little golf? I am ready. Thank you for having me back, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. Good to have you, Mark. Riley, got anything over there? Riley's back, too. Yeah, uh, glad to have you. Our favorite reoccurring guests, I think. Fair to say. I think I might need a t-shirt whenever they get printed. Look at this, Mark. Ooh. That, that's, Ooh. What, that's what the winner of our uh, competition is going to get. We're going to make Riley and his girlfriend print out a t-shirt. All right, perfect. We have like 15 koozies already made waiting oh. to need an excuse to get rid of those too. So maybe we can throw in a few of those. We're going to have a competition at the end of this one. But yeah, no, honestly, the episodes that Mark has been on or that you've been on, Mark, have performed basically the best. We, You're our second episode to hit 100 and our first one this year. Well, let's make this number three. We're going to do that. All right, Mark, you know how we like to start. We're going to start you up with a little trivia. There's going to be some random ones, but then we're going to go to mostly golf trivia. And honestly, I think the golf ones are going to be a little hard. But anyways, first, first question. What year was the Magna Carta signed? That would be 1215. Nailed it. I thought, I thought you might fumble that one. <laughs> All right. What is Walker, Texas Rangers' first name? Um, like the actor? No, like oh the Ranger. God. Uh, <laughs> I should know this. Uh, Paul, that's wrong. No, Cordell. All right, one for two on the random ones. Here we go with the golf ones. If you get some of these, I'll be impressed. So, U.S. Open trivia. Starts now. What year was the first U.S. Open play? Uh, 1913. 1895. October 4th, 1895. The official U.S. Open or when it was still the U.S.A.M.? Um, that's, I'm not 100% sure. Either. It's an even better question. No, I think it is <laughs> the first U.S. Open. Uh, let me see here. So the first U.S. Open's men's championship was played October 4th, 1895. I guess they don't clarify this in the first Google that's search. That's not tennis? Definitely golf. It says, <laughs> US, it says U.S. Golf Open trivia. So right. I ripped these straight from a site. All right. Who won the U.S. Open by the largest margin? And do you know how many strokes that was? Uh, it was Tiger Woods. I believe. Uh, I want to say, right. I want to say it was thirteen strokes. I want to say he was twelve under, and Tom Kite was like one over. Close, fifteen strokes. He was thirteen under, and Tom Kite's was two over. Close. 
Lucky you, Mark. Names and numbers. Who was the oldest player to win the U.S. Open? Well, Phil was the oldest to win the PGA. That was last year, not the U.S. Open. Oldest U.S. Open winner. Do you want a clue? I don't know how much this would help. Sure. Was it was it in the last 30 years? No. Close, though. It was in 1990. Okay, 1990. <laughs> Hale Irwin. There you go. Nailed it. Hale Irwin. He was 45 years old and 15 or 45 years and 15 days old when he won it. It's pretty damn old to win a tournament. Yeah, no, that's impressive. All right. Where has the U.S. Open most frequently been played? I just default to Pebble Beach. Oakmont Country Club, Pennsylvania. I was going to write how many times it had been played, but that's it. Pebble Beach. Is I feel like I've got to be up here. Yeah, there was like three that they said were the most frequent, but Oakmont was by a couple or some, some yeah, shit like Oakmont's that. That's a good course. All right. Last PGA championship question. Who has won the most U.S. Opens? I mean, U.S. Open. Wow. I've probably been saying PGA championship the whole time. U.S. Open championships. I'll just go with the guy that has the most. I'll say Jack Nicholas. All right. Kind of a trick, trick question. J- Jack Nicholas, Willie Anderson, Bobby Jones, and Ben Hogan. Well, how could you ever forget about Willie Anderson? Yep. Lil Willie. Lil Willie out there smacking the ball far. All right. So, Mark, you went seven for 10 on the trivia. So, pretty good. Be proud of that. It's a good number. Passing, right? Yeah, yeah. C's get degrees. All right, and we couldn't have a super taster on the show without talking about how Little Caesars is the new king of fast food pizza. What are your feelings on Little Caesar taking the crown from Pizza Hut and becoming the NFL's official sponsor? I mean, the the little man did it. He out pizza the hut. Like I'm, I'm pretty shocked. I haven't had my pizza pizza probably since getting drunk at Chuck's one day and going across the street and going through the walkthrough. But you know, good on little C's. I guess I'll have to give it a shot on a football Sunday sometime this season. Yeah, I wonder how big that is for their business because i want to go get little caesars now i'm like did something change like i've always liked little caesars but like i don't know they had to spend all their marketing money and just been like well for the pizza of the nfl it's like you know boomer bust like they're going under if this fails yeah so they're probably going to charge seven bucks a pizza now it's a little steep it's way too much oh sorry guys what do you think, Riley? You're the biggest Little Caesars fan on here. I, this is one of the greatest days I've had in a long time. I felt like all my uh, college days kind of paid off here. It was all, uh, it was all for a great day, all for a great cause. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm curious though if like that marketing strategy strategy was worth it. Like Mark I, said, you had to spend like all your money, put all your 
chips in one basket and I'm curious if it's going to pay off, but it's working for me. I'm going to get little Caesars tonight on my way into work. So good job. Little Caesars. Get, get the crazy you, bread. I haven't had the crazy bread. What, what uh dipping sauce with that Riley? Oh, I'm a big, uh, just cheese guys. So the nacho cheese or sometimes the ranch, if I'm feeling a little crazy, but it's usually the cheese. Um, I was kind of thinking while we were talking about this, so they did the, uh, sorry, my dog's barking. Um, we did the, the Batman calzone pizza from little C's. Will they do like a shield pizza this year? Like the NFL shield. Did they, are they doing that? Or is that just your idea? Because that's a great idea. Just an idea. Just throwing it out there. There we go. So I think that they should have like a – so we have – in Wisconsin, we have Elroy, Crazy Legs, Hirsch, right? So they should have something like when somebody makes a big run, it should be like a crazy – but you know, because of the crazy bread. Yeah, I, crazy bread. Wait, explain this better to me, Mike. So like Crazy Legs, just try to figure out how to match it up to – Crazy legs and crazy, so the runs are. So, like, if an NFL player gets a big run, yeah, you get crazy bread for free with the order of a large pizza or something. Or just it's like a crazy bread run or something. I don't. I think I was like conflating this in my head. Now it's not. It's not going as smooth (laughs) as I thought. No, I like it. the idea. I just think it's a little half baked. We just need to full work it a little bit. Yeah, it's it's definitely half baked. Any fifty yard run or more, you get a a run. Yeah, like the Taco Bell stolen base thing. Yeah, steal a base, steal a taco, run fifty yards. You got some crazy legs. You get some crazy bread. Yep. There you go. Thanks for finishing that up because it was fucking. It was gone. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. We'll get back on the golf here. So Mark, you are a true golf fan. Probably one of the bigger golf fans I've known. I remember when I was still saying, oh man, golf sucks to watch. I've came, I've came around, but Mark, Mark was still there watching all the majors, watching all the random tournaments. But as a true golf fan from as long as I can remember, what are your thoughts with the new live? LIV guys coming into town? Um, I think it's interesting because if we look at, I mean, especially football, we've had all these kind of startup leagues, the XFL, the USFL, all these different arena leagues, um, kind of trying to make their mark and nothing ever really sticks. And this is the first one that's got some serious money behind it and some serious names so early. So I'm intrigued. Um, the formatting is very interesting. I don't know if you guys are too familiar. It's three rounds. It's got an individual game and a team game. Um, and I believe they shotgun start, which for the listeners that don't know what that means is they don't have set tee times where everyone just tees off at one and then there's like a 10 minute break and then the next team tees off. Everyone's just kind of starting randomly around the course from what I understand. Did you get to tune in to the last one at all? No, it was, uh, apparently it's on YouTube for free. Um, I was in Sparta for the, uh, for the Butterfest tournament. So I didn't get to see too much, but I was trying to follow along as much as I could. Interesting to say the least. 
uh, is kind of tough to find. So I don't know how much they're promoting it. I don't know if Sports Center ESPN was promoting it at all, but it, it was tough to find on ESPN because I wanted to touch it a little bit on our last episode, but I was kind of scrambling last minute. So I went to ESPN, didn't see any uh, live stuff. But how familiar like are you with how the team shit works? I don't really know. Like I, like I said, I didn't even know it was part of it until I recently looked into it right before their tournament this weekend. So I don't. I think they randomly assign captains and then you draft instead of just pulling teams out of a hat. But it could be teams out of a hat, and you can okay. win some side cash off your team game as well. Um, I would assume they would do like some kind of best ball format. So teams of three, they count two balls on every hole. If teams of four, they count three. But Okay, so there's actually going to be team events. Because I was kind of thinking it was more like you're on a NASCAR team type deal or like how F1 shit works. Right. I'm still not too familiar with it. Yeah, I think it's going to be new teams every week. And I would say like 80% of the money is still getting paid out individually. And then like they're giving up probably 20% of the purse to this random team game. So we were on team Taylor Gooch. The first, I don't know how he did though. So, Gotta love but that. yeah, like like you said, I I don't think it's exactly the same as when we got these USFLs, these whatever XFLs. I think this is more like the AFL, NFL, the back in the NBA, ABA, and I think there's potential for some like you know improvement in golf, which. I think both those leagues, the ABA and the AFL, both ended up improving the final product of what we have now in the NBA and NFL. If anything, I could just see like more major golf tournaments coming out of it. Yeah, I think you kind of nailed it right there. Um, I think with all these kind of big names going over to the live, not only is it a huge payday, I mean, Charles Schwartzel, who you guys probably have never heard of. He won a Masters, but other than that, hasn't done shit. You know, won $4 million for winning the live this weekend. So, I mean, the purses are pretty serious, but I think all these big names just going over shows how pissed some of these top players were at the PGA itself. So something must not be right with the PGA, which I don't what know. What is a Masters on. payout? like 1.5 or something? Yeah, I would say it's like 1.8, 1.9, maybe low twos now. Bam. Probably low twos, but, you know, you just won some random-ass tournament. You got four mil, so. Yeah, with less players. The guy, I, that, I got, the guy that got dead last got like 150K. Got a boy. Yeah, I, I just don't get how, I guess – if I find out more about like where the money's coming from, like maybe I, my opinion would change on it, but like, I just don't get how you can be that mad at somebody that's just basically going to a better job. Yeah. The people all saying that it's dirty money from the Saudis. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like when you hear, when you read about it from that side, yeah, it sounds dirty, but then it's like, what's the actual true story? I don't know. Yeah. But I guess the long and short of it, I think it's going to be good for golf, whether it it lives on or whether it dies out and they do some cool shit and we can steal that shit from like a golf coverage standpoint. 
Because I yeah. like the idea of having like race car team like teams in the PGA, like like have your Ford guys, your Chevy. Guys. I don't know how NASCAR teams work, but in my head, I have an idea of how it works, and I like it. I really like the team aspect idea. Bring that in. After you said that, I have no idea how the teams really work in NASCAR either. Like, I don't know how much you watch races. Sometimes I get degen and I bet on NASCAR, so I'll tune in for like the last 20 laps. And it's like the Chevys are working together, but then it's like just because the Chevys work together, they're not even on the same actual team. And then the teams are working together. It's There's a lot going on in NASCAR. Yeah. All right. So now to the u.s open and kind of the course like what do you know about the course this weekend and what kind of scores normally happen when they play because they're playing outside of boston right yeah they're playing in brookline um it's a course just that they call the country club so u.s open is run by the usga which is generally our lowest or highest scoring if you will uh, tournament of all the majors. So I would expect the final score to be right around even par. If somebody goes out tomorrow early and shoots something low, they'll be sure to make the course firm as can be, dry it out, because um, they really want those scores to be around even par or even above par. Um, so birdies will be hard to come by this weekend. You'll want to be able to Strike the ball while hit greens, put yourself in opportunities, and obviously don't hit it in the rough. Driving accuracy is key this weekend. So how long is the course plan? Do you know? I don't know. I would guess around 7,600, but I, yeah. Gotcha. And I could have had that uh, looked up here. But anyways, moving on from the course, who is your favorite? do you think to win this weekend? So Rory's coming off a big win last week at the RBC up in Canada. Um, looked pretty tough down the stretch. Him and Justin Thomas duking it out. That was a good Sunday Butterfest hangover watching. So, I mean, those guys are obviously pretty key in there. Um, as far as live player guys, Dustin Johnson's coming over. It'll be interesting to see how the crowd receives him. Obviously, always a, a threat in any major. I would say my favorite, though, for the week is John Rahm. He's pretty consistent, hits the ball well, um, does get a little, little angry, can get himself in a little bit of trouble, but the guy scores. So um, I'm taking John Rahm this week for my favorite. Nice short backswing. That'll, that'll help him out this yeah. week when it gets windy out there. That's one thing. So you guys... And most of our listeners are probably living in the weather that just rolled through Wisconsin. What did it this morning? Was it pretty shitty for you guys? Um, not this morning, but like there were some wicked tornadoes that probably went through your area, Mike, just a couple hours ago. Yeah, just so just north of town here in Toma, they had they had a tornado touchdown at uh, four o'clock ish. So I got home and my wife and my kids were in the basement. The Siren had gone off, so they went downstairs, which our basement is like a shithole. But they they were down there when I got home. But I was driving through it, so. Yeah, but we'll see how that tracks through the country because that might be messing up tomorrow. Tomorrow's golf, so. Yeah. 
keep oh, an eye on that. So if you're a better on golf, Mark, there's a tip for you right there. That thing's heading towards Boston. So yeah, it'll be interesting, especially if there's any rain, because that'll really soften up the course, um, slow it down, which makes it easier for professionals. So it'll be interesting to see what the USGA decides to do um, if any rain does come through. Because like I said, they really want those scores to hover right around even par. So favorite coming out is John Rahm. So who do you got for a dark horse? So I don't know if you got odds up. And I should be better with this, but let's say like plus 300 or better. Oh, Jesus. Um, I don't know if I have anybody listed at plus 300 or better. Let me, let me that see. Be, that's, that's a lot for golf. Um, I'll just say, can I, I got a couple names that probably aren't household names. Wait, no, plus, not plus 300. Like 30 to one or more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That I can work with. Um, so my first one, he's actually coming in at 25 to one at the site I'm looking at is Sam Burns. Sam's played in 17 events this year. He's made 12 cuts. He has 11 top 25s, three wins and a runner up. Um, he's fourth in strokes gained against the field. So that just means how do they do compared to the field? So if the stroke average on a par four is like 4.17, Sam's getting a lot of birdies on that hole where a lot of the field is getting pars or even bogeys. Um, so okay. he's had a really good solid year. Okay. So I have him at plus 2,700. Okay. What? So that's one to 27? Yeah. 27 to one there. 27 to one. Okay, so give me a guy 30 to 1. Okay, 30 to 1. A little bit later. Um, I mean, if your site has Brooks Kepka there, then I love that because that guy's all majors, always shows up. Uh, another guy that I just like this weekend. Kepka? Kepka. I mean, he's one of my favorite players anyway. Uh, Max Homa, the king of Twitter, is probably around that area. Um, Anybody who doesn't follow golf should follow Max Homa anyway. Just a great follow on Twitter. Hilarious. He'll analyze your swing. Uh, I think he's one of the, I shouldn't say up and comer because he's probably late 20s now, but I think Max Homa is going to get a major here in the next couple of years. Did, what did he say about your swing? I have not sent him one, and he would say that it's very ugly. It's moving all over the place, but when you connect, it works really well. But when you don't get all those moving parts working, then that's when you go left and right. What's your handicap looking like these days, Mark? I haven't been playing too well to start the year, but I'm hovering right around a nine or a ten. Have you been getting better with age or were you more locked in at a certain time? Uh, I've gotten better with age. I didn't play through college, so I picked back up after I moved back to Sparta at like 23, 33 now. Um, and when I moved back, I was like a 20, 21. So. So yeah, cut off 10. So that gives me hope. That's the only reason I asked. I haven't been out golfing once this year yet though. And I live in the golf capital of, of the country. Yeah. Maybe the world. Fix that. I know I've been sucking. All right. The easy way to fix that is to get the lady to go with you, but don't try to correct her swing. No, uh, she golfs with me, so 
Hey, she's got clubs and everything. So, and ever since we got her clubs, we've went out once. But anyways, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep going with this. So, Mark, you're big better as well. So, what is the most enjoyable way to bet on golf? Like, do you just like to pick a guy beforehand, wait till Friday, wait till the cut? Um, so, I like to kind of sniff around where we were in that 25 to 40 to 1 and look at guys that I really think could win the tournament. And I'll take a couple of flyers on guys in that area. Um, the reason why I do that, I just don't think that there's value in taking a Rory, Justin Thomas, Scotty Scheffler, Ron, anything like that, where you're only getting 10 to one, eight to one, 15 to one. This, the golf is too random that it's not worth it. Um, and then I'll go up into the seventies to one hundreds and just try to find who's a guy that could just be there on the weekend. And then you can always bet back against those guys if they do make it there. Um, I've never really gotten into doing the top 10 wagers or top 25s. I know a lot of people do that. But yeah, usually for me, I'm just looking at winners and I'm picking them probably four to six, uh, usually tonight or early tomorrow morning. Yeah, and I think that's the more exciting way to do it. Have you... What's your most recent win in, say, a golf bet? Um, I mean, I've I've had winners before, but it's never been for for major payouts. It's it's really tough to predict the winner in a major um, on Wednesday before you know everyone's teed off. I've had more luck in DraftKings. I've gone a couple weekends where I've had a top ten team with a you know fifty thousand dollar payout on the line. They never perform on Sunday. So I only make like a couple hundred, but I've gone to bed on the British open being in second place with the uh, 50,000 next to my name. That was pretty exciting. Bam. Uh, everyone, well, everyone shit the bed on that Sunday. So I only Damn. ended up cashing out for, I think 750, but yeah, DraftKings is DraftKings is fun. Cause then you kind of look at your, your odds and then you, look at your guys that are in that 100 to 125 range. And when you hit on one of those, cause they're cheap in DraftKings, then you can really have yourself a good weekend. But the key to yeah, that, I, I would have to say that that's gotta be the best way. Cause it's like you said, too much of a crapshoot to just be like, okay, I'm betting on Homa this weekend, put a hundred down, hoping yeah. to win 4,100 or whatever it is. The big key to DraftKings is you want your guys to make the cut because no matter how shitty they play on the weekend, you're going to get points. And you want guys that make birdies. So a guy that gets 15th place but has 15 birdies over the weekend and 15 bogeys is going to get you more points than the guy that gets fifth and has three birdies and two bogeys. That Are you concerned with taking anybody that's on the uh, LIV tour or the live tour because oh. they get paid every week? I, I mean, just with it being one tournament, no, I wouldn't be so concerned this weekend. I just don't know how the crowd is going to react to these guys. I would think that they probably won't give a shit, but I mean, I'm not like I'm a golf fan. Like I, I personally wouldn't care, but I can't speak for, you know, the guy with his polo tucked into his jeans, who's 50 years old, who's going to be actually at the tournament. So you're not 
you're not concerned that they have their money. They don't have to worry about necessarily winning tournaments anymore. Uh, I think it's a major. So I think everyone's going to try their hardest no matter what. That's fair. Yeah. So you're not staying away from them gambling wise for sure. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be scared off by them at all. Um, you know, it, it's all about value. When you look at that, um, a guy like Dustin Johnson, um, what I'm looking at is 40 to one, which anytime you can get DJ in a major at 40 to one, I feel like you should probably take it. Uh, now what I bet like Phil Mickelson, even at 150 to one, probably no, I think, I mean, Phil's just kind of over the hill. Yeah. He looks rough. Like what, what was that tournament? think we might have referenced it i think time's flying away from me but it seemed like he was in a major not very long ago what was that like six years ago now no he won the he won the pga championship last year oh yeah okay like out of nowhere he was i think he was 50 he he might be the oldest major champion of all time nice you can check that all right so here is the real reason we brought mark in so the thing we get the most shit about, at least me, is when we're trying to pronounce golfers' names. So we're going to do a draft here. and We're going to have some stipulations of the draft. I'm going to make sure everybody agrees with what the rules are. So what we are going to do is we're going to pick five golfers. You get to cut one of your golfers. So if your golfer misses the cut, obviously you cut him out. You got four golfers. So we're picking five. We're using four of our golfers, but in these five golfers, you need to have at least four different countries. So you can't pick all U.S. players. You can't pick all, I don't know, that would be like the main one, but English players, you can't pick all Irish players. So we need to scatter it. We're scattering around the world. Um, And then I wanted to add one more thing. Last time Mike picked Shuffle. Who won it? Shuffle. What, what Sheffler. is it? Shuffler. Who shot? There's Alexander Shuffle. Shuffley. Shuffley. This is okay. going to be good. This is going to get good. <laughs> I like Shuffle. Yeah. Well, we're starting strong at, <laughs> at least. Um, but, anyways, the rule is if you get the winner, I want to knock off. Do you think five strokes is too many? So a bonus minus five if you pick the winner. I think that's fair. All right. Is everybody, everybody understands, everybody in Tendu? Five players, four different countries, not continents, countries. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do countries. I think I'm going to kind of roll continents just because that's how it's set up on this sheet that I have. Yeah. So I don't want to accidentally pick two people from like, I don't know, Spain. All right. With that being said, Mark, you're our guest. What is pick one one? Uh, well, I think I got to go with the Spaniard. The pick that I made, I got to go John Rahm. John Rahm. See, we even said that one wrong right off the bat. That was Riley's. Riley, what did you call him? Um, I don't even remember, but it, uh-huh. probably like Ram or something. John Ram sounds about right. There's, I'm, there's a good chance I do three out of the four names wrong, so that's going to be awesome. I'm going to write the country down next to him, too. All right, Riley, you're next. Um, Give me 
Justin Thomas. All right. JT going USA. Yes, sir. All right, Mike. You don't want to go? No, it's you. And I just realized my odds were for them to win their country. So now my picks are going to be skewed here. All right. I'm going to take Rory. All right. Rory at the top. And I am going to go with Scheffler, Scotty. And then I am going to go with Cam Smith. So take my Australian out. And then back to you, Mike. You got an Irish man. Yeah. And then I'll take uh, Victor Holmes. Where's he from, Mike? I mean, Mark or Mike. Uh, Sweden, I believe. Norway. Norway. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Home of state is is Patrick Cantley. Can I take him? What is he American? He's U.S. I don't know. You Ah. can take him, but then you got to take all players from. Yeah. All right. I'll take him. All right, Riley. That's two U.S. guys. All right, so Mark's got the Spaniard, the Spaniard favorite. I don't know if I uh, – maybe I go two U.S. guys here. Uh, I'll take Xander Shockley and Brooks Kepka. And – Brooks, U.S. So Mark is out of duplicate countries. Riley's out of duplicate countries. So you got to go around the globe now, Riley. All right. Um, give me Shane Lowry. It's a good pick. Oh, damn it. That was my Irishman. I, I knew it. That's why I picked him. I love that guy. I love him and Cam Smith. Those are like my favorite golfers. I don't, I don't let countries decide which golfers I like. I uh I like a rock and a little Cam Smith right here. Hell yeah. Um, I'm also I'm kind of a xenophobe when it comes to golf. I root for the US players. See Oops. me, not at all. I loved uh Adam Scott in the video games. I don't think I knew he was from Australia at the time, but then once I found out, I was like, okay, I can't, I can't. What do you what word you use? Like xenophobia? Yeah, can't yeah. be like xenophobic. All right, Mike, you got Irish, Norway, and Hovland. So you take, basically have a wide open board. I'm going to take Matt Fitzpatrick. That's a good pick. He's from England. So Mike is like the opposite of xenophobic. He's a... Uh, Hasn't picked the U.S. guy yet. Uh, right. So it actually, I think that I am actually being xenophobic because I figure I have to get my foreigners first because the Americans have more good players. So yeah, you- that's actually kind of a good call there. I will go with Morikawa for my U.S. guy. And then 
I already have, so my U.S. guys are out of the way below the equator. I'm going to go with Joaquin Neiman. How did I do, Mark? Did great. The Chilean? Yep. From Chile. All right, Mike. U.S. guys now? Yep, I'm going to take Sam Burns. That was Mark's dark horse there. Dark horse. All righty, I'll go uh, Hideki Matsuama. Mark, correct him? Uh, that'd be Hideki Matsuyama. Matsu- Matsuyama. Matsuyama. <laughs> Matsu- that was pretty sure. good, though. Yeah, right. close. Right there. <laughs> I'm getting you U.S. guy named wrong, so you go, you go over to Asia and just get it a little bit wrong. I, You're better than me. Got a little frisky there. All right. Mark, your you last me? two. My last two. All right. Um, I'm going to stick to Asia. I'm going to go to South Korea. I'm going to take Sungjae M. M. South Korea. And then I'm going to go to America's Hat, go to Canada, and I'm going to take Corey Connors. Corey Connors. All right, Riley, last pick here. We're, Matiyamo, uh, I don't want to be. He's bad, from Japan. Japan. Okay, I can't <laughs> yep. remember. Japan or China. Um, my last pick will be Sergio Garcia. There we go. Two Spaniards in the picks Garcia, Spain. All right, Mike. So nobody took Dustin Johnson, right? No. Nope. Going to take Dustin Johnson. With a chip on his shoulder, too. I kind of think that's a good pick because I feel like I've heard coverage being like, oh, he's going to get like kind of contrary to like how we would be. It's like we don't give a shit, but I hear he's going to catch some crap. All right. So I'm going to go with my soft spot here, and I should know how to pronounce this guy's name. But I don't. And I don't even know if Mark's going to know how to do this one. I think it's the only Brazilian guy that qualified for the tournament. Uh, Fred Biondi. Biondi? I think it'd probably be Biondi. Fred Biondi from Brazil. All right, let's go, Freddie. Yep, that's my boy. Biondi. All right. That is our draft, and I am going to read everyone's team uh, one last time. So, and I'm going to say names wrong. So, Mark goes John Rahm with Spain. Xander Schaffel? Schaffel. Schaffel, U.S. Brooks Kepka, U.S. Sun Im, South Korea. You can correct these. Corey Connors. Canada. Perfect. All right. Riley goes Justin Thomas, U.S., Patrick Cantley, U.S., Shane Lowry, Ireland, Hideki Matsuyama, Japan, and Sergio Garcia from Spain. Mike goes Rory, Ireland. I wonder, would you guys have been mad if we split up Ireland to North Ireland? Because 
Well, Rory's uh, technically North Ireland. Irish people yeah. will be mad. They get all pissy about like Northern Ireland versus Ireland. That's what I was going to say, but I think you could have had Rory and Shane Lowry and you would have been good because one's from North Ireland and one's from Ireland. They have different flags, so I assume that's true. Yeah. No, I want, I want to count it against you. I might have had a hiccup. Then Victor Hovland, Norway, Matt Fitzpatrick, England, Sam Burns, U.S., Dustin Johnson, U.S., I have Scotty Scheffler, U.S., Cam Smith, Australia, Morikawa, U.S., Joaquin Neiman, Chile, and Fred Biondi. Biondi. I'm going to say Biondi. That's how my wife would say it, I think. So, and that's Brazil. Biondi. The Ds are Gs. So, if I was, my U.S. pronunciation of it would be Biondi. Biondi, but I'm going to go Biondi. And the, he probably won't get any TV time. I'm pretty sure he's like way, 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 way down there in the odds. He'll be, uh, he'll be that guy that's teeing off at six in the morning, whatever the first tee time is with like some amateur. Yeah. It might even be that. I, I had all the tee times and stuff, but whatever. We won't, we won't look that far. But watch out for him. He's going to shine this weekend. Um, so who? So we got Mark saying John Rom, Sam Burns, boys to watch out for. Who? Yeah, I'll toss a toss a couple other ones in there. I like Tom Hoagie. I really like his last name. Uh, he's got four top tens this year. He's a good ball striker, so I like him in play. And then also from Chile, our boy who choked away the PGA. I don't know why, but I like Mito. Pereira, Pereira, to to have a bounce back and hopefully not let the demons haunt him for choking away the PGA uh, a month ago. Yeah, I like that too. Honestly, I kind of thought that's who I was picking when I was picking Joaquin Neiman. Oh, but, <laughs> oh well. All right. Well, thank you for coming on, Mark. I don't know. Does anybody got anything else about this golf? No, we appreciate it. Thank you, Mark. Absolutely. Anytime, guys. All right. That will wrap up the U.S. Open coverage, the only coverage of the U.S. Open you will need. Hopefully, this will be out (laughs) Thursday morning, but we'll see. I'll, I'll get on that graphic as quick as possible. Thanks again, Mark. Thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Trying to deep dive into a sport a little bit. Mark does a good job with his golf. So thanks again, Mark. And we will see you guys or be hopefully in your radio next week sometime. Thanks for listening. All you suckers out there that are doubting the Packers, Brewers, Bucks, anything Wisconsin. And my boy, Fred, the OMG, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. Suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my show. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my show. Beat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my show. Eat my shows. Eat my shows.